our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me, I have the treat of having Brie for a four-part series, a six-figure business owner who made her first six figures in the first year of business. We are so excited to have Brie join us for a mini-series. I cannot wait to get started. So let's get into the show and of course, let us know what you think. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet Rentap, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. Rentap deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. Rentap doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making homeownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. Hello again, Brie. Hello. Thank you for coming. So glad to be back. Week three. This is amazing. Maya is having the best time of her life right now. She is on her mini honeymoon and then she's going to do a proper one in Europe later this year. But I am so excited for her. But it means that we get a very, very, very special guest who I think we're going to have on as a little bit more of a regular. Please. You are so smart. We had such a fun episode last week talking about manifesting and I literally went from this is woo-woo, like, why do people believe in this, to, it was like five stages of grief. First, mm-hmm. I was, like, angry. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't manifest. Then I was in denial. I was like, I absolutely don't do this. Then I was bargaining. I was like, well, I do <laughs> these things, but, like, not in that way. It's not, like, a manifesting thing. And then I don't know what the other stage was, but I got to acceptance. You did get to acceptance and realization. Realization. Mm-hmm. 
You were like, damn, I do this I every guess, day. I guess I'm a manifester. You are. So thank you for changing my life. So happy to help. <laughs> this week, we're going to get into something a little bit more technical, which is what startups are getting wrong when it comes to Gen Z, because you'd consider yourself a Gen Z, right? I am a Gen Z. Yes. 1999. Oh, yes. I mean, what's the cutoff? 96. 96. Oh, so wait, I, you're 97? I'm, I'm 96. So I'm okay. technically a Gen Z millennial cusp, but I don't feel it. What do you feel? What way? I think it's different with different groups of people or for different things. Like I think when it comes to language, I think I'm more millennial. Mm -hmm. Like I don't say slay. (gasps) I say slay every second sentence. It's giving like my all not to say it in this podcast. Every time you say something, I'm like slay sim, but it's in my head. I don't say it's giving. (gasps) (gasps) Sometimes. Uh, But then I... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I think you're definitely a 50-50. Like, you give off both vibes. Some days when we're, like, in a silly, goofy mood, I can feel, like, Gen Z come through. Like, some Gen Z is there and she's present. And then when I see you in a business meeting or talking on your stories or talking about buying a pink Porsche and, like, could be better and invested, like, that's giving millennium. Millennium, millennial. <laughs> it's giving the millennium. <laughs> it's giving the generation we don't want to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Love you all listening. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see that. And and like sometimes because I have so many younger cousins, like they are 12, 15, 10. Like when I talk to them, I'm like, no, we're not the same. Mm. But then like I'll do something and then they think it's cool. And I'm like, you like the Frank Green drink bottle? <gasps> Me too. Me too. Like we have something in common. You like my flare pants? Me too. They're loving the cargo pants these days. Mm-hmm. The, the cargo g- pants are back. The Gen Zs are liking the pants. And the jorts. What? Jorts? What, like, like jersey like shorts? Like jean shorts? Jean sh- See, look, no. I wore them to a party the other weekend and I felt like the coolest person there in my jorts. I'm glad they're coming back. I love jorts. And, and they're comfortable. Get- they're practical. Yeah, you can feel like you're in jeans, but then your legs are free. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're on the same page. We are. When it comes to Gen Z, though, for those that maybe feel more like me or feel like we don't understand them, there are some people that literally are Gen Z that even don't relate to Gen Zs. As a business owner, when it comes to marketing, it can be really confusing to navigate. I remember when I was younger, people used to say, how do you market to millennials? It's so confusing. And they didn't understand that, like, we loved memes like we loved it when Disney would put up a meme and we were like wow they're so cool and relevant like they don't take (laughs) themselves seriously like corporates can have fun too that was my journey and I kind of grew up with meme pages going viral like just movie things or like just Disney things Mm -hmm. and then what companies would do is they would insert advertising through those memes Mm -hmm. and so that was like their slick way of doing social media Mm. marketing things have changed though they have if someone is at the start of their journey how do you market to gen z what do they like what do they value so business owners in the start of their journey what are they getting wrong yeah or if we've been on tiktok or we're trying to grow like what are we doing how do we talk to gen z what do they like This is a question I get every week from new clients or people messaging me, and there are so many layers to this answer. We do have time, we do, and we're going to dive into that today. But the first and the easiest thing for me to say is stop focusing so much on your product or your service because they don't care. 
They really don't care about your product features. Say it's like a hair tool, for example, because I had to learn this at my previous company. They don't care that it goes up to 180 degrees. They don't care that it takes 10 seconds to heat up. They don't care about these features with the product. They don't care how long the cord is. All of that, that traditional marketing focuses on and that we get drilled into us at university or if you're an older marketer in your first job, product features, this is our point of difference. They don't care. They don't care about point of difference? No, they care about the experience, the lifestyle and the relatability of having that particular product. So stop focusing so much on the product initially. Focus on the outcome and the lifestyle that they can achieve in using that product. So we'll relate it back to the hair tool that I started this example with. Rather than going, here are the features of the product, go, here's how you can look, here's how you can feel. It's giving beachy every day with this tool. Like lean into that outcome and that experience and that feel of when they do use the product and when they do buy it, because that relates to them. Okay. If we had like an online business, mm-hmm. like at the Girls Invest Masterclass, mm-hmm. We do say like, you know, it's a six-week masterclass and you can learn how to be an investor and then we cover this and that and it's mm-hmm. this many videos. So you wouldn't even say that? No. If you're trying to market purely to Gen Z, focus on what they can achieve by doing your course. Your words, financial freedom that you use a lot. Really focusing on that. Focusing on what they're gonna, how they're going to feel when they learn everything that they do. So you can go from this, where you are currently, so they relate to where they are currently, to this and then they relate to that desire so take out all of those things in the middle that helps them get from a to b by using your service or your product and just focus in on the outcome and the desire so for our product it's you know where you end up for a physical product that's you know how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. okay i'm with you Mm -hmm. what do you see people doing wrong is this we're talking about social media social media marketing is mainly because a lot of our listeners they have started their business or they're Think of growing their business and social media is the main platform that they use, Instagram, TikTok. What are we doing wrong on Instagram mm-hmm. to reach Gen Z? And then what are we doing wrong on TikTok to reach Gen Z? Great question. So on Instagram, I'm seeing companies focus way too much on static content still. They haven't come to the point where they understand how converting video content can be and how much more relatable it is. So you put up a infographic of a product and the product features and the product benefits. You'll notice throughout all the content that you share that that is probably going to be the least liked image or post or photo because people aren't relating to it. It's not very authentic to who they are. They're looking at it and going, "Mm, boring, I'm going to skip past that. But when you put all that information, you translate that into video content and you have a person talking to camera about how it changed their life or the outcome that they got and where they were before and where they are now. Adding that level of relatability to your content on Instagram is so important. Mm -hmm. And obviously on TikTok, everyone focuses on video, but no one is really just pivoted completely to video on Instagram. But if you notice those companies that are, they are doing so well. Do you think we are doing too many static posts? Because we do a lot of tweets. You do do a lot of tweets. No, but I think your tweets also have that level of relatability. Like you can be relatable with your words. It doesn't just have to be in video. I think when you share, I think you shared something this morning and there was like an element of like relatability to it. It was someone talking about an experience that they had or they use the words I and me. That's relatable. So that's good. But if you were just posting statics that did not in any way relate to your audience and it was just like, here's our course, here's slide six of our course and I'm teaching you about this. I'll go, boring. Like I dare you just to post one and you just see your engagement and your followers tank. But you have a strategy. You know what you're doing. Mm. You would never. 
I have one from September last year, which was a static post of our course. And it was a picture of the course. Don't be mad at me. It was like a, like a carousel. Mm-hmm. And as you went through the carousel, it was bullet points. <gasps> and that obviously didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then this year I was like, I'm going to try something different. And funnily enough, I did what, what you're kind of suggesting. I made a video. It was that time of the year when that trend, like teaching my daughter X so mm-hmm. that she doesn't have to learn yes. X from your dusty son. Yes. So people would be like teaching my daughter how to like change her tires so she's not relying on your dusty son to pick her up from the side of the street. I mean, it was an interesting trend. I think it definitely went on too long, but I jumped on it near the start and Mm -hmm. it was like teaching my daughter how to invest so that she doesn't have to rely financially on anyone's dusty son that was just incredible video incredible one of our best performing videos and down the bottom I had a little caption that said comment I don't know like investment if you want to learn more about the masterclass coming up and that converted so much better in hindsight, that is amazing. That sounds like common sense. <laughs> no, but it does when you say it out loud. But yeah. and, and that's like what I do every day is I, I coach clients and teach clients through these strategies. And when I say it, I'm like, they're gonna know this. But genuinely they don't because they're so stuck in their business and they've done a great job on product development, website, all the other elements of their business. But then when they're trying to speak to Gen Z, they're like, oh my God, I do not know how. Yeah. And so these little changes, like that piece of information that's such a golden nugget of info there that someone can go, oh my God, okay, well, this infographic that I did last week, let's repurpose all of that into some form of video content and something in the caption doesn't have to be head through the link in our bio to buy. It can literally be something more chill, more casual that people are actually going to want to engage with. Don't try to sell the product. And what would that chill thing be? Oh my God, it totally depends. Oh, okay. Should we do like a caption example? Yes. Should we pick a business? Pick a business. Pick mine. You just gave yours. You have to give me something else. Okay, let's do a product-based business for those that are listening that maybe aren't Mm service-based. Okay. So say we're doing something around skincare. Here's an example I see all the time. So I have a new skincare brand come to me and they'll go, take a look at my social and give me some advice around what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. And then I go through and I read their product captions and they might have a beautiful image, showcases the product really well, but then they're going, made with this ingredient. And like a little emoji and then like a little hashtag. But that doesn't tell the user what they're going to get from using that product. Mm. If it's like something around acne or if it's something around anti-aging, really lean into that and use a little bit of humor in Mm -hmm. it there as well. Don't be too serious. I feel like people take themselves way too seriously in their business captions. Like really establish your brand tone of voice and then lean into that. So what would be something silly? So for like Ed and I, right? So it's a brand that I work on. We have morning coffee, which is like a face scrub. So rather than talking about all the ingredients and the features and how to use it, we lean into the actual outcome and how your skin's going to look. So like morning coffee, question mark, we prefer ours in a tube and it's like our tube and it's like you Uh, have your morning coffee, but we've got our morning coffee in a tube. So you like lean into that more and like how the product looks and the packaging. You've got to be creative with it. Like for the purpose of this conversation, because I know like marketing to Gen Z is so broad and there could be so many different ways of doing it. If we're speaking about people that run like content run businesses where they have kind of like girls that invest or somewhere where you're using social media to grow your channel and talk about your personal brand or what you offer. And then you might have a course or a book or a membership or something off the back of it. How would you market to Gen Z? I would definitely say focus on who you are because there may be a thousand different courses out there on e-com, on business or investing, but none of the courses are you. 
you are your main selling point in your business. You are why people are going to buy the course at the end of the day. It's not based off the information. It may not even be based off reviews or testimonials. It's based off them liking you and the information you have to offer. So really focus on having yourself as the main point of your content. And you do that really well. You are the main point of the majority of your content. People want to see that. People want to see Sim. Sim has to show up in order for us to sell. Mm. And so making sure you prioritize that time to put yourself forward, but not relate it to the product, if that makes sense. Relate it to your, your topic. And you do that every day. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Like in what way? See, I don't know if I do that well. I think you do do it well. Like you'll go on your stories and you'll say, or even like with the car, right? You're talking about a financial decision that you need to make. It's got nothing to do with your course. It's got nothing to do with your book, but you're talking about money, your niche, what you talk about every day, but it's got nothing to do with your product at all. Mm. But it's his money, I'm opening the discussion and people are replying to it. They're giving advice, they're giving their two cents. That is such a nice way to have you as like a key opinion leader within the financial space for women, but you're not pressuring them around buying a course. I see, yeah, because we don't even bring up the course until like the week it's announced. And then it's like, hey everyone, it's open. And then we shut it and Mm. we don't talk about it for the rest of the year. I think- that's probably another learning too that businesses can take away as I get it as a small business every day you are grinding to make a sale you wake up and you go how am I going to make money today and you do wholeheartedly believe at that point it's posting a product photo on your Instagram doing a video on your TikTok talking about the product and the features and the benefits and the price and you might do a sale and you're trying everything you can to hustle to get that sale But really, if you put time and energy into your content, into your story, into your business purpose, it's going to convert, but it might not be overnight, but it's going to convert. And reels actually confuse me. Really? Why? Oh, so, okay. Let me give you a very quick background. So before Girls at Invest, I had the Indian Feminist. We didn't do video content back in Mm -hmm. my day. Like this was 2016. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really good at making static content. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's fine. It's my podcast. I can say this. Like I can do it in my sleep. Mm -hmm. I used to make content for Girls at Invest. Like when I was sitting during my, I don't know, like coffee breaks at work, like my little, you know, you have your legal 15 minute breaks. Yes. Yes. I would just like whip out my phone, type it out, take a screenshot, take it to Canva, put on a colored background, post it two minutes. 
And that's my post for the day. Amazing. And then I'd come up with another idea and I'd be like, oh, I'll do that as well. Mm -hmm. So very good at social content static. And then videos came around and I didn't adopt it for so long Mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't get how to make engaging videos. Mm -hmm. All about the hook. It is all about the hook. And Gen Z, as we know, have a very short attention span. I have a very short attention span. You do. I do. Like it is just we bounce between thing and thing and video and video. But making sure that in those first one to three seconds, it used to be three seconds, it's now basically one second, you capture them in a way that's going to make them want to watch the rest of that piece of content. And again, when we say it out loud, we go, duh, it's common sense. But the amount of times I scroll and I see someone going, they do the millennial pause. Okay. Yeah, right. You've seen it. You've done it. I've done it. <laughs> You've done it. And they just, they click go and then they just pause and they wait a second and then they check it's going at the top and then they speak and they go, hi, I'm so-and-so from this. If you're trying to reach Gen Z, that content's not going to do it, hun. <laughs> it's not. You need a hook. You need a really solid, good hook, text on the screen, multiple movement points. Like there are so many elements I can kind of go into now, but that's one thing that's worked well for some of my clients is introducing two different visual elements happening at the same time. So we have text on the screen of the hook, we have a verbal hook, and then we have an action. Yeah, You do that Sometimes. and you do it without knowing it with your eye cream video. <laughs> You're doing an action and you have text on the screen and then audio. You've got multiple elements there that make people want to engage with that video. I just know the video works. I couldn't yeah. have told you why. Yeah, but it is. It's because the multiple movement points, like when you're watching – Someone sit down and they do a get ready with me. Alex Earl is a great example. She's doing her makeup, so one visual hook, and then she's talking with really great communication skills. And so she's doing two things. And so Gen Z are like, cool, I'm watching her put makeup on, but I'm also listening to her speak. And like people love that. So having two sort of elements in the video tend to work really well. Do you know what my mental block is? What? I'm like, why is our attention spans getting shorter? I don't want to contribute to – like people should just – work but but I hear you mm-hmm. and and that's this is how I know I'm I'm falling into my millennial mm-hmm. you are here zone yeah you are you know how people talk about masculine and feminine energy yes. I have my gen z and millennial <laughs> energy I'm in my millennial energy right now where I'm like why are we contributing to the shorter attention span of society like we are making us and our communities be okay with like needing less and less and less Mm. and needing more and more and more to Mm -hmm. consume less Mm -hmm. and less and less. But then my Gen Z hat comes on. I'm like, well, that's a fun challenge. Mm. Some people lean into that. So I've seen video hooks on TikTok where people start off and they say, I know you want to scroll past this video right now because your attention span is dwindling, but give me one minute of your time and I will tell you why X, Y, and Z. So they start off like with that, stop. I know you want to scroll. So calling them out, I know you want to scroll, give me some time, I will teach you this. And that's a really effective hook. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah, I'm try, try that today. You should try it. You really should. And even if you had like a visual hook, so text on screen, something mm-hmm. finance and go, stop, stop, stop. I know you want to scroll. You've seen the word finance. You think it's really boring, but give me a minute of your time and I will explain to you, blah, 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 blah. This is so interesting. So if you could say, Three things that we need to stop doing right now mm-hmm. as business owners when we're trying to reach Gen Z mm-hmm. and three things that we should start doing. You can talk about some of the things you've already brought up. What mm-hmm. would be three things that we need to just stop doing instantly? So the first one is stop being afraid of TikTok as a platform. Okay. A lot of companies are scared. 
really scared of it. And I get it. I totally get it. It is daunting. It's terrifying if you're not a user. But I'm seeing a big shift right now with big companies, like really traditional companies who've been around for years and years and years, actually hiring a Gen Z content creator for their account and giving them basically full creative freedom, giving them brand guidelines, brand messaging, and then getting them to run it. I know most small business owners don't have the capacity to do that, but that's a really great way, paying a student to create content for your business to speak to the demographic you're trying to target. Mm -hmm. That's a great strategy to use, but don't be afraid of that platform. You can get on there, try content, test content, do videos, get UGC. Don't be afraid of it because in five years time, it's going to be like Instagram where people make so many purchasing decisions off it. And even in America, TikTok shops just been introduced mm. and creators are being rewarded so heavily for selling product. And so where creators get rewarded money-wise, that's where their time and effort's going to go. Mm. So I think we are going to see a constant shift over the next couple of years of creators going YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, but ultimately, whatever one rewards them better is probably where they're going to spend most of their time. That's a really great answer. I find that really helpful. What would you say is your second one? The second thing I would say is stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to present yourself in a perfect way. Stop trying to present your products in a perfect way. Stop trying to present your service in a perfect way. You need to let that go because people can see that. And this generation, Gen Z, they are so smart. They can see through fakeness they can see through inauthentic messaging they are really good at reading into what brands are actually being authentic to themselves and what brands aren't and if they look at your content and they can see it's too perfect it's not relatable it's not authentic they're not going to follow you they're not going to engage and you're going to lose them as a potential customer as soon as they can see through that oh interesting Here's an Instagram account that I think is trying to speak to Gen Z but is not doing it very well. If you had any advice for them, don't play anything. I don't want Are it to come out. Are we naming and shaming or not? We're not no, naming okay. and shaming, but I'm going to show you. What would you tell them to do differently? I was saying, Sim, that's brutal. But no, we're not naming and shaming. <laughs> okay, way too much static content here that isn't relatable. So... What they're doing here, I get this graphic, they're trying to ask their community questions. So it's a community question. Amazing. Let's engage our community by reaching out to them. I think the strategy is there for this brand. Like with this particular time I'm looking at, they're asking their community question, but it's the conviction of this question that isn't going to get people to engage. How do you get people to engage? This question here is very well-structured, well-worded. It's something that if you were to ask my mum, she would probably comment. Oh my God. But if you're going to ask it to Gen Z, there's no way. There's no humor in it. There's no brand personality. It's quite like vanilla and boring. So if I, let's say I wanted to ask our community, what's something that you're happy to splurge money on? Mm -hmm. That's over $100, but like you don't feel guilty. How would you make that a fun Gen Z question? So I would go into stories and I would go into stories and give an example. Oh my God, today, guys, I spent this on this. So example, relatability, and then a question box and getting people to engage that way. Okay. And even like with this particular tile we just talked about, it's a post on a feed and comments are public. People don't really like, TikTok's different, but on Instagram, they don't really like their business to be seen publicly. But a question box is so fun because it is like, people don't know who put that question in there. So if you go on your story, give a relatable example, put a question box and then share each story and talk about it. So say someone goes, I spent this on this. Reply to that with a video, laughing at it, being like, oh my gosh, this is something I would do. Don't feel bad about it. And people are, what's the word when they don't know who you are? 
anonymous? Yeah, anonymous. So like they're going to engage more. They're going to leave more answers in that question box for you. Oh, I do that. Yeah, I feel like the, yeah, with this particular brand, like they have the ideas there, but it's not executed very well. But the ideas are there. And if someone wants to take up your services, where can they find you? (laughs) I love this plug. Savvy Social NZ on Instagram. Do you only work with NZ brands? No, I do have international clients, but New Zealand is kind of where I've grown brands before and worked with companies before. So it's where my comfort zone is, Mm -hmm. but I do also work with brands overseas. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Very quickly, three things that we should be doing. Can I try and guess what you have like summarized? Go for it. It's make video, Mm -hmm. have better hooks, Mm -hmm. Gen Z only listen for a second, Mm -hmm. which is so sad. It is really sad. (laughs) Okay. Come back to Gen Z Sim, your Gen Z energy. Hooks, videos, and don't share products, share the experience. Experience, outcome, feeling. Experience, outcome, feeling. Yes. And- Honestly, just throw out the window everything that you traditionally know about marketing and advertising, your products online. You know your business better than anyone in the entire world. And a lot of the time, the way that you first think of sharing and talking about a product is the best way to, because you know that product. But when you go deep into it and you start to think, oh, I'm going to restructure the caption to say this, or I'm going to say this in the video, it takes away that level of relatability and authenticity. And this generation just want to relate to people. They just want things to feel authentic. And a great example too is like, even on TikTok for me all the time, as a Gen Z consumer, when I see a girl go on and talk about a particular product, if she lists off the ingredients, where to buy it, her discount code, I know that's inauthentic. I'm not going to believe that. But if I see a girl go, oh my goodness, guys, I just found the best face scrub ever. My face feels like a baby's bum. You need to try this. And they just product place it for three to five seconds. Here it is. I bought it here. Like, go get it. That sells it to Gen Z so much more than someone sitting there talking like an advertisement. Talking like, hey guys, so a lot of you have been asking about my favorite face scrub and I just wanted something that had aloe vera and olive oil. No, that's not what's called. Olive oil. (laughs) I panicked. Oh my God, I felt that. (laughs) And... You know, and if you want it, it's like 10% off under Sim. Mm -hmm. And there are just, oh my God, Sim, there are so many different ways like that you can have that same strategy, but deliver it in a different way. Like even for that, if we pay a girl, like an influencer to do a video on our face scrub and we get her to deliver it in the way I said initially, and then I go comment, oh my God, do you have a discount code? And then she replies to me with a discount code and then she pins that comment. Like there are so many different ways that you can like, drum up attention and and conversion without it actually being like, here's the website link, here's the discount code. Oh my God, so cheeky. I love it. It is. It is. It's marketing sim. Teach me. (laughs) This has been amazing. I cannot believe we're wrapping up this episode. I feel like we could have kept going. Definitely. This is just like surface, honestly. There's so much more. Well, very lucky because the next time we get to speak with you, we're going to be learning about how to go viral on TikTok. We are so excited. I'm so excited. I say we. I personally, Simran Court, cannot wait <laughs> to hear this. But thank you so much for sharing your nuggets for free. And if people want to find you, they want to find your content, they want to learn, and they maybe want to like actually get some help with Gen Z marketing, what's the best way to contact you? Instagram, always. DM me. How Gen Z is that? DM me. Not email? <laughs> they can email me, brilliantsavvysocial.co.nz. I just love a good DM. I love a good DM. I can see your business. I can audit it straight away. Mm-hmm. But you can email too. 
And sorry, your Instagram was? Savvy Social NZ. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brie. Thanks, Sam. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I love it. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Skills That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.